0: Time to check in uh, with a headline that we saw just the other day in the Global, uh, the Glacier Papers, British Columbians slipping rather, deeper into debt, anxiety levels rising as more British Columbians pay only minimum credit card balances. Here to talk more about it is Scott Hanna, President and CEO of the Credit Counseling Society of British Columbia. Scott, good morning and welcome back.
1: Good morning, Sterling. Good to be here.
0: Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, these uh, This headline, of course, is absolutely not news to you and your colleagues at the Credit Counseling Society. As you observe this behavior and, and these uh, these results on a daily basis, and and I think what we're seeing with inflation, and we're hearing this from many guests, Scott, uh, is that people are resorting to using credit where normally they would have used cash simply because they've run out of cash and yet still need to eat and do other human basics
1: well you know it's kind of in line with what we've been seeing since august of last year where the number of people contacting us for assistance has been going up month over month you know looking at the number of people reaching out for help this month it's up 110 percent versus january of 21 wow. 22 pardon me mm-hmm. so it just shows that you know the state of where we're at right now i mean within with inflation at that was at a near 40-year record high and seven interest rate hikes and likely another one this month, it's created a perfect storm to put people in financial difficulty.
0: Right. And, you know, there's another factor as well. Uh, and Layla Kadir, who is the producer of this program, with whom you've already had a conversation, that's why you're with us today, had mentioned to me we were talking about credit cards and buying groceries on a credit card, for example. She says, well, I do it quite deliberately because my credit card company, uh, it's a loyalty points program, Scott. So if I buy my groceries on uh, uh, on my credit card and I get these points, once I pass a certain 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 point threshold, my credit card company, in quotes, gives me $50. So why wouldn't I indulge in such a shopping behavior?
1: Well, and that's a good point. If you're that person who is very strategic in terms of what they purchase, ensuring that uh, they always pay their balance in full before their statement date, so they're not incurring costly interest charges. The problem, though, is that with a credit card and loyalty points, what it does, it encourages you to spend more because you're getting something back. Right. And if you were to sit back and look at it saying, if I didn't have this credit card, would my behaviors be different? Would I be buying less expensive things? Would I be avoiding some things? Because I wouldn't be concerned about getting some points back. And what is, what's the true value of those points? How much do I have to spend before I get that? As an example, Sterling. I see this loyalty program at one of the grocery stores they shop at, and in their flyers this week, it said, buy, buy four of any of these regular-priced items, and you get 300 points. Right. The value of those 300 points, about $3. Mm-hmm. And you're paying the full hit on those four items that are expensive. So you really have to question, who's winning here? It's the credit card companies. It's the retailers. It's not the consumer.
0: So back to the headline in the Glacier Papers, Scott. Anxiety levels rising as more British Columbians pay only minimum credit card balances. That keeps the account alive and active. It keeps your card useful to you. And yet you're not doing much other than just basic maintenance. How dangerous is that?
1: Well, the the reality is if you only pay the minimum, you may never get out of debt. However, if you were just to pay that minimum payment and not pay the slightly smaller payment amount next month and the slightly smaller the month following, you would slowly get out of debt. And that's the problem with, with the variable interest rate debt, like a credit card, versus having a loan that has a very definitive start date and end date. Right. So it's so critical for the individual who's been using a credit card like that, saying, I need to change. Credit cards are never meant to carry long-term debt. So if you want to improve your financial picture, you've got to get out of this high interest rate debt. And it takes time and effort. And yes, sacrifices need to be made. But if you don't make them, you could end up 20, 30 years down the road and still in debt.
0: Mm-hmm. And we know, for example, the Bank of Canada is quite likely, Scott, to raise interest rates again in just a very few days. It's not going to be as high uh, a boost as it has been in the past, but still up she goes. And that just makes uh, it, it it makes carrying debt that much more expensive.
1: Well, and for consumers who have a variable rate mortgage. And then playing that game, what happens now, it means you're paying more on a mortgage. So it has to come from somewhere. And so a person really has to go, can I cut my costs? Can I find a way of increasing my my income coming into my household to manage this? And really for people with those variable rate mortgages, and that's the biggest worry for most people. How do I afford my house payment or my rent payment? You've got to get rid of your non-mortgage debt. you got to say, I have to have a plan to eliminate this. So whether it's coming to an organization like ours to talk about this or going to your bank to consolidate your existing consumer debt at a much lower uh, interest rate with a definitive uh, uh, end date, and maybe four or five years down the road, but it's be finished, you've got to have a plan to get rid of that. You solve that your life becomes a lot easier to manage.
0: Well, it's about the plan now, isn't it? Because a lot of people, you know, get to the point where you start to feel the, 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 the ground slipping out from underneath you. It's literally at the top of that slippery slope. And rather than addressing the problem, uh, they turn away and, and try to basically ignore it away. And all that does is compound it, right?
1: It does. And for a lot of people who are using their credit cards right now just to top up because they're running short, it's a mistake you're going to be paying an awful lot of money for those groceries you're buying late today. So if you're paying it on the never-never plan, you're adding as much as 50% on top of the purchase price of your groceries. So it's so critical for this year. If you're ever going to have a resolution, it's to make your budget your best friend.
0: So I'm looking at some numbers from uh, Ipsos, the polling company, and they say 44 percent of British Columbians say we are in close to insolvency, which is defined as being 200 bucks or less from not being able to meet financial obligations. That's an enormous segment of the population, Scott.
1: It's a, it is an enormous amount, but for a lot of people, it's because they, they don't fully understand their circumstances. So on the surface, it may look like I'm only $200 away of, of insolvency because I haven't taken the time to really sit back and look at my entire picture of what I can do. And that's the problem we see with many people coming into our organization is that they're worried about, I can't do this, when after speaking with a counselor and really understanding the situation, making some changes, they can see a way out of this. Unfortunately, it's really difficult when you're stuck in the storm right now because you're just trying to keep your head above water as opposed to stepping back and looking at the big picture, taking a longer-term perspective, how do I get, get over this? What changes do I need to make? And some changes are going to be harder than others, no question about it. But if you don't make changes now, it just gets worse later.
0: Right. And communication is a key here, not only with communicating with an an, an organization like yours, the Credit Counseling Society, or an insolvency trustee, or some professional. uh, Also, it's the matter of communicating with people you owe money to. You can't put them on ignore and expect nothing to happen. If you open the door, uh, chances are they're going to want to work something out, right?
1: No question. If you've been a good customer for years, they want to retain you as a good customer. And if you're coming to them, you're being proactive while you're still in good shape with them, they're going to help you find a solution that works for you. The question you have to look at is saying, is this in my best interest or is this in their best interest? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they may say, well, we can do this, but we may need to have a co-signer because of the amount of the debt. Or we may, may need to take this debt and attach it to your home. As for security. So you really need to look at that from the perspective, is this the best thing for me? And that's why I strongly encourage people to get a second opinion first before you take action. Because the steps you make today are going to have a lasting impact on you for a period of time. Yep. So take the right steps.
0: And at a final point, and it's always good to have you on the show, Scott. We do appreciate your joining us. The final point is, this, is the matter of shame. Uh, to be indebted, to be sinking below the water line is to have mismanaged somehow. And there's no glory in that. And, in fact, a lot of people feel failure and shame. And they don't want to approach a professional like you because they don't want a sermon. They want help. Help.
1: Well, that's and that's the, the problem. People feel like they're going to get a sermon, which they don't. You know, each month when I have my my town hall meeting with my staff, I read a client comment, and the one that uh, topped the list last month was from a client and says, "You know, we came to you five years ago in shame over our circumstances, and here we are now paying off for, paying off our debt that I thought we never could, and through your help, in addition." And also, which is very timely for the
0: today's question, sure. is it helped us become sober. Ah, interesting stuff. Scott. Because of the stress. That's right, of course. And stress does a remarkably awful things to people. It really does. Uh, you can find out more about Scott's organization, the Credit Counseling Society, at their website, org. One word, debts. plural, dot org. Scott Hanna, thanks for this. Always a pleasure, sir. We do appreciate it.